And welcome to episode 39 of the Postcast, our penultimate postcast of the year. We have one more left for you. That's going to be in a couple weeks from now with Jim Nugent talking about our all-amateur team for 2017. But this week we have Chris Hart of Next Gen Golf. We're really looking forward to this, talking a little bit about club golf, the NCCGA. They have their fall national championship in Las Vegas. Sounds like a pretty good time. So we're going to talk to him a little bit about club golf and a few, a few different things in, in that area. So take a listen now. And now we welcome on to the uh, podcast, Chris Hart, CEO and co-founder of Next Gen Golf. Thank you so much for joining us today, Chris. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to, excited to be on and, and chatting with the, uh, the post pod. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, give our listeners a little bit of information about uh, Next Gen Golf. How did it come to fruition? Yeah, it's, uh, it really started back uh, back when I was in college. Um, I, I played varsity golf at Bryant University for my first three years of school and senior year didn't play on the team. And uh, it really stunk being a non-varsity golfer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't get uh, free golf anymore or free equipment and balls. And it was something I, I couldn't afford to pay $50 to go play down the street. So it was uh, definitely a struggle for me in college. And that's where the idea really uh, you know, started and didn't take any action on it until about four years post-college while I was working in finance and just started the organization nights and weekends out of passion, understanding that you know, there was some fundamental issues, I thought, with especially the college game mm. um, in general and, and how many people out there that are avid players you know, need more opportunities uh, available to them. Uh, through competition, through affordability, and just helping more, you know, I call them kids, but students get out there to to play at the collegiate level. Mm. Well, first of all, before I ask you my next question, shout out to the Northeast Conference um, <laughs> golfer, because I played at Robert Morris University. Woo-woo. You did. <laughs> I you sure played, did. I played did you, for two years. Really? You played club or varsity? I played varsity, but oh, come on, <laughs> come on, come on conference rival there. Come on, now. <laughs> but um, speaking of collegiate golf, the NCCA um, or GA, excuse me, also known as the National Collegiate Golf Club Association, came in came into existence in, in 2013. And like I was saying, even though I played college golf for two years, I kind of wish this was around when I was back in school because I think this is would have been fun to be a part of. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that also came in? Um, and started? Um, sure. So I think, so the NCCGA, actually, the history dates back to 2006. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, the, the history of NCCGA. So it used to be called the Southeastern uh, uh, Golf Association, mm-hmm. uh, Club Golf Association. And there was a few teams in just the Southeast that played. And NCCGA came around, actually, um, back in, in 2010. Um, we had taken, you know, taken over the NCCGA in, in 2013. And at that point there was about 35 colleges involved and it really, it, it wasn't the fundamental idea was there and there were schools that were playing against each other. There was a national championship, um, but there really wasn't the infrastructure behind it of, um, really making club golf that much more meaningful and, and relevant at the, at the collegiate level and really spreading it across the country so that mm. more and more colleges and students had that opportunity. 
So I don't, to be honest, I don't follow club uh, golf that closely. But from what I understand, the University of Georgia is quite good at it, apparently, because they've, they've won a couple of uh, championships here recently. And um, I know you guys are heading to Vegas pretty soon in the next month, and they're probably one of the favorites there. Um, uh, what other teams are going to be in the mix, do you think, uh, for, for winning this fall championship? Well, University of Georgia, you're, you're correct. They are uh, they are one of, the, <laughs> one of the best teams. They've won uh, they've won back to back championships uh, with us. We have um, a spring championship and a fall championship, so they've won both uh, the past fall and this past spring. Um, if uh, you know, the tournament we're having in Vegas on December first through the third, um, it's actually the largest college tournament in the country. It's 344 students. Wow, representing 65 colleges. Uh, for the weekend, so if I'd be I'd be biased to say which I guess which <laughs> colleges and have favorites, um, but I have to say the 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 desert region, um, which is out in the Arizona, Arizona State and Grand Canyon University, uh, both teams I guess they they're the top two ranked teams in the country of NCCGA, and I'd say they're the favorites, and they have some you know unbelievable players. I mean they had. You know, students that are shooting 10 on two-day tournament. Wow! You know, for <laughs> for oh, club golf, and then another you know, another player shooting you know, seven under, another player shooting five under. So there's some really really talented players in the uh, in the desert region. So I'd, I'd have to say that region would be mm. my uh, <laughs> my vote, but uh, I guess that's just based on the rankings. Yeah, that's that's still pretty cool though. Like go to the University of Georgia and still win you know, a national championship type of thing on a, on a club team. I, I still think that's so cool. It's <laughs> pretty sweet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it, it is, it's really special. It's, um, you know, we, we've been fortunate, you know, with, uh, you know, with uh, our relationship with global golf posts and we put a win ad in there and students get recognized and it's, it's cool to see, you know, your face and your name out there to get, uh, to get seen. And it's it, the, the cool thing about club golf is it's it's really you know, we hear from the students it's the best part of their entire college experience often hmm. you know they they love college they're still able to play competitive golf they're still able to join a, a sorority or a fraternity and you know, they can still get great grades and you know, they're going to go to do great things in life just they're not going to be golf pros which hmm. is which is okay mm-hmm. so let's move away from the nccga for for a second and um, let's talk about the city tour because this sounds so much fun, the city tour that you guys put on. And for our listeners that don't know what it is, can you explain that to to us a little bit? Sure. Yeah, the, the city tour is, um, I like to describe it as team-based golf for young adults. And young adults means anybody 18 to 39 years old. Uh, so we we have 18 different cities where we have, have tournaments around the country. Um, during the summer and it's it's only again for young adults and you play you play on a team um, so it, this this emerged out of club golf and a lot of our club golfers kept graduating saying well what do I do now I'm 22 living in Boston um, and there wasn't really any opportunities for them so what we developed was you know team golf and so we have varsity college golfers we have former club golfers we have just average guys and girls who just like to go out and play and be part of a team um, so city tour is pretty much like a social sports league, um, but for golf, um, and you have one tournament per month, so it's not too much commitment, but not too little commitment. Hmm. And we have a championship at the end of the season and, um, and everything is you know, similar to club golf with the city tour. Everything's co-ed. 
um, and we allow men and women, they play on the same tournaments, on the same team, and instead of representing your college, you might represent your company, or you might represent you know, just a bunch of friends, or maybe you know, alumni from your university. Um, and there's two different divisions. There's a, a team best ball division and a team scramble division, so that you know, it does cater to all different types of golfers and skill levels. That sounds so fun. Absolutely. So what you're saying is that Cassie and I could have a team and represent Global Golf Post. Ooh. You, uh, you could. <laughs> all right. Oh, and Sean. I like it. So uh, it's, a, it's a little bit different. It's, it's unique. The, the hardest thing sometimes is for people to understand, like, oh, this is team-based golf. That's actually pretty fun. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, how do you do a team? And <laughs> so, so getting people together in a team. And what we found is that teams really breed you know, breed communities and, and, and get people together to get out there and enjoy the game as a, as a team. And, you know, if you think about just golf in general, you're seeing more and more team-based events, you know, like the Zurich on the tour. And you look at the Ryder Cup and the Presence Cup and the meaning of team golf is becoming more and more powerful. And that's something fundamentally that we've, we've done from the beginning. We'll, we'll run over 180 tournaments this year between City Tour and, and uh, NCCGA, and it's all team-based golf. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I go over to the, uh, what used to be called the Franklin Templeton shootout over in Naples here uh, at Tiburon, the Greg Norman event, and that's another team-based event, and that is so much fun, you know, it's, you know, it's during the silly season, probably doesn't get too much attention, but those team-based events are, uh, there's so much fun to see the different kinds of formats, and I'm sure you guys get to do a bunch of different formats in terms of scrambles and best ball and, and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you're right. It's just, you know, people are more relaxed too. Cause mm-hmm. if you, if you make a 10 on a hole, it doesn't matter. Like you have a partner there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, you know, you have someone there to help and support you. And that's one of the things that we found, especially with this younger generation that it's, it's hard to get out and play stroke play. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, Cassie, you played varsity golf, so it's, mm-hmm. you know how you can play in college. And then it's like, practicing and playing every day like I did in college like you want to get back to where you were but it's it's tough stroke play is a a tough game and um because of the the time time sensitivity of the game and and also just not being able to practice team golf ends up being a you know a nice a nice balance for a lot of our players yeah golf is hard we could all use a little help every every now and then so (laughs) you're right (laughs) every now and then it's every time I play I Well, we'll move on here. You mentioned uh, Next Gen Golf runs close to uh, 200 golf tournaments a year through the NCCGA and the, the City Tour. Um, how will Next Gen Golf and the NCCGA keep impacting young adults to, to play the game of golf? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I look at what we're currently doing and I just look at the opportunity. There's still so much room to grow, mm-hmm. both on the city tour side of you know, when are we going to open up a city tour in Buffalo for Cassie? Yeah, there's new cities and people that we can really, really impact and provide opportunities to them that we're currently not um, on the collegiate side. You know, we look at there's so many still big universities that don't have club golf teams, so helping out more and more students and. One of the things that we're fundamentally trying to do better on as an organization is reaching high school golfers, parents, uh, high school golf coaches, 
to let them know about the club golf opportunity before they get to college. Yeah. Uh, Cause we find a lot of our players don't know about club golf until they get to school. And we feel that we can actually make a pretty significant impact on, on a young person's college decision, knowing that they get into a, a really good university and they say, well, I'm just not good enough for the golf team. Well, they can still play club golf and changing that mentality to help students and parents and coaches understand that it doesn't matter where you go to college. There's a place that you're still able to play competitive golf in college uh, through club. You, you mentioned uh, the, the desert area, the country, Arizona and Grand Canyon University and how they've really embraced uh, the, the club golf aspect. What other regions or conferences or um, you know, areas of the country have, have really embraced the, uh, the club golf concept? Well, the desert region's really good. The other is where we're really strong from a competitive standpoint. I mean, Texas, the Texas region is, is you know, just, just on the same level as, uh, as the desert region. Mm-hmm. I mean, we actually were considering splitting the Texas region because we have too many players. There's too many wow. teams, <laughs> which is a good problem. Um, but we're really, really strong in, in terms of number of colleges, um, the Midwest, the Southeast, and the Northeast, where our roots um, had had started and the, the biggest presence that we have. And you know, that's what we've done like here in New England. We've had to split the region three times because there's so many colleges that um, uh, have club golf teams now. And there's a lot of issues you know, because of Title IX and, and certain budgetary mm-hmm. constraints with colleges that continue to happen where golf is an easy sport to drop because it it does it supports the least amount of people and it's a very expensive sport. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's an unfortunate you know, uh, situation uh, that happens at a number of schools um, where they may drop their program. So an example is like University of Tulsa last year dropped their their men's varsity golf program and you know that was taken away from those students and then Tulsa then became a club with us and those students played club and they were really good. Um, <laughs> But it's, you know, it's unfortunate that that happened, but I think, you know, it's, it's important for us to be there. We're a, we're a soft landing uh, for those students. And, um, you know, we have, we have players that shoot, you know, 64 all the way up to 100 and 114. I mean, it's a wide skill level. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to make sure that people know that it's, it's open to, to all skill levels and we're welcoming to all swings are welcome. Is is there a specific um, so with the city tour? You you hit all the major cities, Boston. Um, I saw on there, and just all the major cities in the U.S. But is there a specific city that you're targeting next? You know that you're getting requests from um, past golfers or new and up and coming golfers that that they want to play in. Yeah, it's interesting. We get we get requests from all across the board um, <laughs> from all, all different areas. Um, one of the hardest things that we find with city tours sometimes is um, just some other factors outside of even the golf. So, for instance, like in, say, Phoenix, um, we were considering having a city tour there, but it's just it's too hot in the summer. Mm. People don't, people don't <laughs> want to play. So it could be a good market. We'd like to be there. We'd love to bring that opportunity to young adults in Phoenix, but some other factors like that. Uh, or in Florida, and like North Florida, for instance, we've looked at Orlando. We had a lot of issues with just heat and aeration. All the courses are either you know, aerating or shut down, so it makes it harder to you know, to operate a meaningful uh, event there in, in certain markets. 
Do you feel like the uh, the overall um, play has improved over the years in this? Because I, I would imagine that club golf has only gotten better over the years as the uh, the caliber of play has gotten higher. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gotten significantly better. Um, you know, we as I mentioned earlier, we have 344 players in our championship mm-hmm. this fall. Uh, that was 256 this past spring. It used to be 200. It used to be 96. Wow. So. What with our with our growth over the years, we've had struggles and problems where people are getting upset with us about qualifying procedures because it's gotten too hard to mm. make it to a national championship. Mm. So we've had to continue to to build and evolve as an organization. And you're right, the competition's just gotten that much better, mm. and more and more students are you know looking at this. And I think parents really like it because students can focus on their you know focus on their studies first and foremost. And their college lifestyle and still be able to play golf. Um, and you know, one thing that we pride ourselves on of all the events we run across the country, they're on weekends, mm. so people never miss work, they never miss class, um, and they're able to uh, have a life outside of of just being uh, you know playing competitive golf. Chris, before we let you go, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners about Next Gen Golf? Um, our, uh, if you're interested in Next Gen Golf, uh, there, our website is just nextgengolf.org. Um, I think another one, one important thing that I, I do want to stress to um, is we've, uh, we've built what's called the National High School Golf Association uh, over the last six months as well. And if you are a high school student that's playing um, or a parent that's looking at uh, high school golf and going to college, we built the first uh, actual national rankings for high school golf as well. Um, so that was uh, us really working to help the high school game. And um, that website is highschoolgolf.org. And uh, just as an organization, we're, we're here to help, uh, here to really help young adults, whether you're in high school, in college, or or recently graduated, um, you know, there's there's a place for you to, to hang your hat, and we're welcome uh, welcome you to come out. And uh, I'll I'll leave off with our, our tagline of uh, uh, live life, play golf. <laughs> Very cool. We love it. Yeah, yeah, we love that as well. Well, Chris, thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you so much for having me on. And thanks again to Chris Hart for joining us on the postcast. He mentioned, don't forget to um, visit nextgengolf.org for all the information on um, the NCCGA and City Tour. So definitely check that out. But that's all the time we have left on the postcast this week. Please follow us on our social media feeds, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search Global Golf Post and you'll be able to find us. Until next time, for Sean and I, hit him straight. See you later.